Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Um, Matt, if you could use a word to sum up your morning so far, what would it be? Refreshing, um, free. That's not bad. Like coffee. Mine would be... Uh, which would be similar to most other people who are currently residing in Victoria. I mean, it's been the focus this week. We've had trembling. We've had uh, some shivers and suddenly the news came down. The guillotine has fallen. Premier Daniel Andrews announced yesterday that we're up for another six weeks of stage three lockdown. Stage three is not good for anything. If you're a stage three clinger... Right? <laughs> you, you, it's not something you really what want. What stage is that? Is that is that hacking into the Facebook and checking uh, all messages? Oh, it's something it's, like that, is isn't that? it? Yeah, I think that's um, up there. That's, anyways, that's, that's the worst you could get as far as clingers go. Um, so, look, we are going to be talking a bit about that. Uh, I want to hear from Alex Dyson about what, what this actually means, you know. You've, he's just opened up a comedy club. It's, uh, it's tough, <laughs> oh, yeah. tough stuff. Look, look, we'll get into that. But also, <laughs> that there, was is, a, there are happier... That was a new- weird meeting the yesterday afternoon. Look, there's a happier... There's happier... Um, times ahead, you know, mm. especially for uh, for our guest yesterday, Mitchell from Curry Curry. He's uh, he asked for us to find him love, and Alex Dyson and Matt O'Kine, love makers. We've we've thrown the lure out, and we've got a couple of nibbles, and so you're going to be finding out exactly uh, what fish are biting at that piece of bait. A little and bit of a uh, little bit of bait on the hook. Yeah, hopefully they. Uh, hopefully we 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 get a nice. I feel awkward give, making a fishing analogy to dating. But yeah. That's classically been like that, hasn't it? Plenty well, more fish in the sea. Exactly right. Well, um, so you shouldn't you shouldn't feel bad about calling the caller later on a, a flathead. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad about that. No. Okay. So or the, as we said the other week, a groper, you know. No, no. <laughs> See, the, I don't think the fishing analogy works. Anyways. Let's look forward as well to... Uh, there's some other news stories that we want to touch on that aren't virus-related for once. Yeah, we want to give you a big dose of that as well. So uh, stick with us. This is All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, some big news coming out yesterday. Late yesterday afternoon, Daniel Andrews, Premier of Victoria, announcing Metropolitan Melbourne going into six-week lockdown. Shutdown. <laughs> um, as of uh, as of midnight tonight, yeah, and uh, stage three lockdowns. There's a, there's a few things you can leave the house for, but mate, I mean, three three twenty used to be the best time of day. You know, s- the school bell goes, you get to go home. <laughs> all right, beautiful time of day. Three twenty, play in the play in the playground, share all the germs. Three twenty yesterday, the premier standing up and telling everyone another six weeks for Victoria. Um. 191 new COVID-19 cases, which is the highest daily total of uh, cases ever. The worst part about that, of course, as well, them being community transmission. You know, 100 people aren't coming back from overseas in COVID hotspots. They are Mm. picking it up from places around metropolitan Melbourne and the Mitchell Shire, which is also copying stage three lockdown for six weeks. Um, yes, school kids, year 10 and to 11, 12, if you're doing VCE, are going back to school, but everyone else are getting the delay. There's uh, also so many complicated things. If you're on holiday in regional Victoria, you don't have to change your plans, but you can't make new ones if you're going into, if you're in the lockdown area. 
There's border, there's there's sort of slight exemptions around the Albury with Donga sort of, you know, border towns where they're going to try and be a bit lenient, but there's still going to be some issues there. Oh. But I tell you what, uh, comedy nights are uh, delayed for the foreseeable future in Melbourne, which is a little bit of a bummer given I launched a comedy club literally four days ago. No! <laughs> no! But anyway, we had a good run, didn't we, Matt? We had a good run. And Was it's it a back good run? How many shows did you do? Four shows over the weekend. Yeah, Reese Nicholson, Alex Ward, Daniel Walker, Jordan Hickey. How they long, all they how, killed it. How much, is, how much has gone into the making of this? How long have you been planning this? Two for? years. Yeah, two years <laughs> coming up. Had the big I'm opening sorry, weekend. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I, I have to laugh. If I don't, I'll cry. It's nice. I don't. If I don't. I, I mean, be, be honest. This is. This must be... News that you were really not looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely not. And obviously I'm in a better position than a lot of people. You know, there are a lot of people in Victoria, particularly in the, you know, those towers that have been very um, largely talked about who are doing it quite tough. They had an immediate lockdown. You know, I'm just, I said the other day, I've got new trackies. And so that's good for me at home. I'll be able to do that. But you're right. It is, it is a little bit disappointing, particularly you get to a point where you're really exhausted by it and it can really take a toll on the, um, oh, you do <laughs> sorry. You, you dog. I'm sorry to say this, Alex Dyson, but. Oh no. Man never leaving, cause it's shut down. Metro Melbourne been shut down. Your state border's been shut down. Cafe order's been shut down. Went to a show near the Burke Street Mall with a black face mask, it's shut down. Ring ring riddle shut down. Brighton Beach and it's shut down. Yeah, it's shut down. That's right. Cause it's shut down, bushwalking been shut down, close talking been shut down, all them things have been shut down. Went to a show sitting in the front row in a hazmat suit, but it's shut down. Fishing high have been shut down, Mitchell Shire shut down. You mangy mutt. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who only listened to us on All Day Breakfast and never heard us on Triple J, I used to get Matt with that a lot when he was talking. I just <laughs> hit the sceptre shut down. And right in the middle of me bearing myself. <laughs> okay. I get hit okay. with a shutdown no, parody. I'm Under- sorry. Unbelievable. No, no, no. no, no. I, no, this is a very serious situation. I, and look, and if you're listening, and you know, this, um, you know, this is obviously going to be quite a stressful period. So, um, People in Victoria, yep. I'm sure jokes like that are not helping. <laughs> but uh, th- no, that's all right. You got to, no, as you said before, you have to smile. To well, stop yourself from uh, from crying. But it is, you know, you just got to deal with it. And, you know, it is, everyone is out to try and save lives. And no matter, you know, how it's, how it's going on, it is, that's what everyone's doing to try and do that. And hopefully everyone can wash their hands and stay 1.5 metres and we can get out of it as quickly as possible. And that'll be great. But it is yeah. annoying being the dunce of the class as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, um, you know, I, I honestly don't think that Sydney's that far behind. And with New South Wales closing the borders, actually, did you see the, the New South Wales Police Minister, David Elliott? said um, Victoria should put in some of the cost of the border closures. That would be the decent thing to do. And then, well, yeah, and then just <laughs> kick us while we're down. Thanks. <laughs> that would be, be the decent thing to do. And then, and then um, Premier Daniel Andrews, his response was, well, I don't know the New South Wales Police Minister and I have no interest in <laughs> this. I simply don't have time to get into it with him. Mm. That's the thing. Like, that's Gladys the thing for other states. About that. Uh, that's the thing with other states as well is um, 
Yeah, we saw like Victoria was getting three cases a day. We had a couple of days of zero cases a day and then it just absolutely took off from that point for whatever reason. And so, yeah, it would be, you, you do not want to get complacent in other states at all. I don't understand. What's, well, I don't understand what the meatpacking thing is. Yeah, why do meatpacking so places? <laughs> what is going on? I don't actually understand it because I'm reading stuff about aerosols and it's floating on air, but what what is... I filmed a McDo- I filmed a McDonald's ad in a in an in an abattoir once in a meat packing place. Ooh. How was that? Did you have to, to make out with all the workers? <laughs> was that <laughs> just was breathe, that com- mouth breathe company policy? Yeah, well, that was back in the day where you couldn't mouth breathe into every abattoir worker's gullet. You know. <laughs> Goodness but anyways, me. But-, but look, I put out a, I, I put out requests on our Instagram page at matt.ant.alex, and um, you know we asked some friendly followers, uh, some of our great supporters, to send us some messages of support for you, Alex Dyson, going through these hard times. Hey, Matt and Alex, Jared from Perth here. Just sending a message in regards to the recent lockdowns in Melbourne. Um, unlucky Dyson, but um, you're a rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jared from Perth. I bet he's going to nightclubs on the weekend, just absolutely living it up. You're right. Is Jared, you know, know auditioning to be the New South Wales police minister? Is that what's going on here? Just kicking you while you're down. Oh, dear. Um, Let's move on to some other news, shall we, Matt? Yeah, there's some bit, bit, bit of nicer stuff happening. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, we want to focus on a few other things that aren't corona-related. All we ever talk about is COVID-19 in this wild, hectic world, unprecedented times. Let's mm. have a little look, change our focus, and have a chat about the lighter things in life. Yeah, first up, new, a newborn baby has been born <laughs> grasping their mum's failed contraceptive coil. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not sure if you've seen the picture of this, but a lady who gave birth after her contraception failed. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on contraception. I should be fine. Got pregnant, given birth, and has shared a photo of her newborn, which had the extra sh- surprise of the baby holding uh, <laughs> the contraceptive coil in its hands like some sort of Ulysses with a cyclops head <laughs> that had just slain <laughs> in a cave or something. I'm surprised the baby didn't just throw the the device right back at the mum. Just say you're going to need more than this, mate. <laughs> uh, the boy, a little boy, born at Haiphong International Hospital in northern Vietnam, uh, came into the world clutching the contraceptive device. And whilst the mum has remained anonymous, the images were shared by obstetrician Tran Viet Thuong, who said that she thought it was. Interesting. He was clasping the IUD. I mean, that is pretty, uh, pretty wild stuff. They look different to what I, I'm. See, I'm so naive when it comes to these things. It just looks like a little T wire thing. Yeah. It just doesn't. I mean, I don't know what it's made of or how it works. I just, I feel like I don't know how that stops anything. It's sort of like um, when Aladdin falls back down into the cave of wonders and grabs the lamp from Jafar. Is it? How? I don't think it's. Hang on, sorry, I've mixed up my papers there. No, it's nothing like that. No, I've I've missed that. Let's move on now to a neighbour's petty lawn mowing act that goes viral on Twitter, Matt O'Kine. Yes, the UK man uh, became quite a sensation. He uh, chucked this picture up of uh, his neighbour who has done most of their lawn 
and left a very noticeable line that stops right at his lawn. It's a tiny little bit of it's a tiny little strip mm. of lawn. If you if you check out the uh, images online, uh, Google I don't know <laughs> neighbors neighbors petty lawn act. There you go. Uh, you'll see it. No. <laughs> I think you How should. would you describe that then? Well, I'll describe it as a very good image that we're just going to have to describe uh, <laughs> because we are strip. a podcast. It's a nature strip. And like, imagine if you share a nature, like a little bit of nature strip with your neighbor and they literally just cut it off. Mm. They stopped mowing. They could have gone one zoom zoom, just a little vroom vroom over the top of yours and it, gotten it done, but they didn't. Yeah, the caption was next door with top class grass banter. Um, so it really is just like pushing, making sure that the line stops there and I'm not doing anything on that side. How are you, Matt? I mean, you don't have a lawn, but would you uh, just mow your neighbor's lawn just because or would you I, stop I at the border? I mean, some people like their, you know, some people like having lots of lawn, you know what I mean? A lot of grass and a uh, nice big fluffy... Uh, <laughs> What are we trying to do here? Are we are we still I talking was, about lawns? Are you trying to? I think I was trying to do it. Euphemism, yeah, but I think I failed. You're anyway, a grasshopper. People... Um, anyway, let's move on to an unusual dishwasher hack, uh, where a woman who goes by the TikTok username Smile Lop shared a photo which showed a dishwasher stack full of colourful fruits and vegetables. She carefully balanced plastic containers filled with berries inside the dishwasher. She's washing her veggies in the dishwasher when she gets them home. Not hand washing, understand. dishwashing the veggies. I don't like this at all. Because, I mean, the, the, the dishwasher's really racked up with all the fruit and veg. But wouldn't it, like, cook it and stuff? Also, sometimes I clean stuff in my dishwasher. It comes out bloody dirtier than it went in. <laughs> That's true. It gets, always gets crusty bits. Got a bit of beef strog up on your, you know, pineapples. I don't, I don't know if I agree with this. People are like, oh, that's the best. But uh, no, she put she puts vinegar into the detergent compartment before running a cycle. So that's apparently the secret. But but also, I mean, you'd have how to put much? on a cold wash as well because you I wouldn't want to wash it could, with hot water, would you? I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I didn't know either. Anyway, I, usually, um, the oh, good well, I, I put my fruit and veg in the dishwasher and then I put my meats in the washing machine. <laughs> just chuck, <laughs> just chuck the <laughs> lamb roast on a cold. Spin cycle. Let's put it on delicates. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it does make me realise as well that all three other news stories we've picked uh, really need pictures to, uh, <laughs> to grasp the full. They're all about a, a, a funny photo. And <laughs> it's, you know, fans of the old Triple J segment, Matt O'Kind describes things from the internet. Will. <laughs> Really enjoy this one. Yep. But it's it makes for interesting viewing. Thank you very much. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt, we had better address the elephant in the room, which came up yesterday in which you were pretty annoyed to find new stories of a of bubonic plague being found in Inner Mongolia. I mean, it's just not now. Like, read the room. <laughs> do you know what I mean? In Russia, they're starting to ban the hunting of marmots. Marmots. Well, that's, do you know why as well? That's because, I mean, the last two people that were that got it, I think they died from it in Mongolia, I believe, because mm. um, it, it was linked to people eating raw marmot. 
Oh, is that what it is? Well, the, I did see some the, things saying it's not as big a concern as one might imagine. Uh, you know, each year, even though it's not as widely, um, you know, notified, that there are instances of that particular virus um, uh, having fatalities. It's just because, you know... <laughs> These days, we're a lot more separated and cleaner than, you know, the Dark Ages England. Mm. Um, it is. It doesn't have the same, you know, virality, let's say, of uh, of past plagues. Yeah. Um, but we also did touch on, you know, potentially coming up this Christmas. We're staring down the bar- barrel of a of a different sort of bubonic, the uh, bubonic plague. Michael Bublé, he's got another <laughs> Christmas album coming out. <laughs> I'm sure he does. And that's why we don't want to be caught with our pants down once again, you know, have, uh, have a plague sneak up on us. Okay. So the Australian government, to their credit, has gotten ahead of this upcoming epidemic and uh, have already started putting out some warnings as to how to handle the upcoming bubonic plague. With Christmas fast approaching, the Australian government would like to warn you about the upcoming bubonic plague. It's beginning to look a lot like... Christmas. That's right. The songs of Michael Bublé are tipped to reach epidemic proportions once again this December, and Australians are encouraged to take precautions. Frosty the snowman. Step one, wear a muff. Earmuffs have been scientifically proven to lessen the impact of Bublé 19, so are recommended for anyone attending Christmas parties, visiting Sanity, or listening to Smooth FM. To ensure no sound can penetrate, it's best to apply our brand new silicon boob lube to the edges to ensure a snug fit. Santa baby, slip Rolex under the tree. Step two, don't wash your ears. Keeping your ears filthy and full of wax is another effective way of dulling the impact of Michael's inane swing covers. Having a clogged, grimy eardrum should prevent penetration from any angle. No boob from the top, no boob from the bottom, and definitely no side boob. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? Step three, quarantine your grandparents. The bubonic plague is known to disproportionately affect the elderly, so make sure any pops, nonnas, gramps, great-aunts and mediocre uncles are isolated from their CD players. Stopping the problem at its source can help contain the spread. You know that all I want for Christmas is you. If you follow these three steps, we can all enjoy a Christmas finally free from the bubonic plague. Just remember, concluding the boob is not tough. Just lube your dirty grandma's muff. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. Wow. So, I'm, I'm so sorry. Dyson. I'm so sorry. Alex Dyson. <laughs> oi, oi, in my defence, okay, I said to everyone here, the decision makers here, look, this isn't, let's, this isn't for air, okay? And they go, nah, put it in. Um, also, stay with us later in the show. You'll hear the outtakes of me trying to read that, read that last line. I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. Anyway, that's coming up. You're on all day. We breakfast. got some hand sand in this studio. You need to squirt some in your mouth. <laughs> Give that tongue a clean. I'm sorry. Matt O'Kine, you know, world news can be somewhat interesting occasionally, but I think we found the real goss comes from the local water coolers around Australia, which is why we have a long-running segment, the tea from your town. 
Yes. Uh, a little while back, we talked to a gentleman from East Devonport about a Kyle. primary school. Kynan from East Devonport. That's right. Sorry, Kynan. Uh, about the uh, local primary school board that had been, uh, the letters had been swapped and changed to something quite rude. I have to go back and find that uh, podcast in the archives for that. But it has been that we start doing a bit of a tour of Australia to find out the tea and the hot goss from the areas. And today, a longtime listener of All Day Breakfast, AB from Coffs, is joining us now. G'day, AB. Hey, guys. Now, uh, AB, you're the host of uh, the hit radio breakfast show in Coffs Harbour, so we're expecting you to know exactly what the tea is in your town. you got the ear to the ground. You're out there early morning scoping the scenes and the <laughs> sun's still down, sniffing your way through all of the hot goss. So what's been happening? Yes, gentlemen, you've come to the right place. I've got Ooh. many a tale. All right, okay. let's, let's get started, shall we? Let's uh, get the fine china like, like and whip. begin. <laughs> like, a, like a convict whip. Many a tale. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> let's go. Well, the first one you probably saw has been doing the rounds the last couple of weeks. We've actually got an exceptionally cheap piece of land for sale in cost. It's sixty nine grand. $69,000. That's pretty yeah. good. All what right. are we talking? Where are we talking? Is it near the beach there? It's not too far from the beach. It's kind of near town, so mm-hmm. it's a good spot, mm-hmm. um, but there is a bit of a catch. Oh, go on. It's two and a half metres wide and 50 metres long. 50 metres long? Yeah. Two and a half metres wide? Yes. <laughs> so it's, what the hell it's am a, I supposed to build on that? It's a slither of grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a footpath. You, you can build a long jump pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um okay. Has anyone? Why is it? How's it even for sale? Who's buying it? Has anyone? Like, what can we do with it? Well, you know, like property is pretty expensive nowadays, so people are actually trying to see if it's possible to design a house to fit on there. As someone who fell asleep watching Kevin McLeod on Grand Designs last night, <laughs> I'm sure someone can do it. <laughs> Anything's possible with oh, McLeod. Mate, I've I've seen you know Grand Designs. They were trying to get a truck into a street and camp it down <laughs> Sydney. They couldn't even do it there. You think they can squeeze one of those? You know, cranes into a two-metre-wide footpath and coughs. Yeah, that's barely, an, you know, an ensuite size. Um, what would you put on there, you reckon, AB? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, beggars can't be choosers. 69 grand is a fun amount, but it's <laughs> <actually> cheap. <laughs> you reckon that's just a bit of lols from the real estate agent as well, just uh, this, the old 69? Yeah, they're probably like... <laughs> 68, 70? Nah, do it. And I, I heard it's I heard the address of the property is uh, 420 Blazet Street, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right, well what else what other tea is happening in, in Coffs Harbour then? So this one uh, a couple of weeks ago Obviously, New South Wales, all of the pubs and clubs are opening back up slowly. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Sorry, AB, this is a, this is a tough... The timing. <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, go on. Live vicariously through them, rat dog. Live vicariously. Right. <laughs> um, uh, there's a couple of small pubs, uh, restaurants in Sortel, which is just south of Coffs. It's like a bit of a bougie area. Mm, beautiful and there spot. was these rumours going around on the weekend that... They had been fined, like that the the actual venues had been fined like twenty grand, and every person in the venue had been fined a thousand dollars for breaching Ooh. social distancing rules. What did oh. they do? So 
So, like, obviously being too close together. Mm. Anyway, everyone, small town, everyone's talking about it like, oh, we can't go there. We'll get a fine. They're shut. Uh, I called one of the owners of it, Mm. of one of the restaurants, and he's like, it's total BS. (laughs) It was made up by a competitor. Oh, no. Oh, lordy. That is some juicy goss. Do you know who made it up? We can't confirm yet, but yeah, they never, ever shut. So shout out to those guys because they said that for like a week they had people cancelling bookings. Oh, not turning up because they thought they were... Everyone was getting fined. Oh that is my uh, gosh. That is the stub- subject of a telly movie, definitely, for a, for some small town tea. Uh, very, very nice. And do we have one final story from Coffs? Yes, I have saved the best for last. Oh, well, first, it will be pretty good, so I'm ready, ready um, for this. It's a long game. Uh, now, my friend here in Coffs, she uh, had a bit of a gap year in Sydney, studied down there, um, ended up having a one-night stand with a guy and got pregnant. Ooh, I mean, this is, this is any, any goss that starts with a friend of mine. It's it's pretty red hot. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then what happened? So she got pregnant. She's had her son now. He's in year two. Um, mm-hmm. She moved back to cough so that she could help with her parents, get them to help take care of the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that was involved, she messaged him at the time, and he just said, "Look, not interested." She was like, "No worries, I'll do it on my own." She's a teacher here now, and she's just got a job teaching year four. And one of the students in her class is a little boy, and he's got the same surname as the guy that, yeah, um, the dad of her child. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) She was like, no, it couldn't be. It's too common of a name. Parent-teacher interviews roll around, and it is him. (laughs) Oh! What? Ah! <laughs> wow. That is pretty incredible <laughs> tea, AB. This, has, this is the freshest, tastiest cuppa that we have been <laughs> served up for quite some time, i got to tell you. So the, so the person obviously, you know, involved in this kid's life um, so as to rock up to a parent-teacher interview... Mm. And then sit across from your friend. How did it go? Well, she ended up basically had a little chat with him and said, let's chat afterwards. And they've talked and it's all good now. But at the time it was like, (laughs) I have to leave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dad, why are you and the teacher fighting? (laughs) (laughs) Screaming at each other in this thing. Wow. Okay. Well, A, B. The things that happen in small towns. That is red hot. No, seriously. Well, look, uh, if you are in coughs after you listen to um, to to our podcast every day, Mm. uh, feel free to to chuck on AB and Ben in the mornings. That's the way. Yeah, we got all the tea. (laughs) Particularly when you got stories like that. That is incredible (laughs) stuff, AB. We thank you very much, and catch you next time on All Day Breakfast. Thanks, gents. Don't just get a date. Get a mate. Find the cookies to your cream. It's Matt and Alex, love makers. It's absolutely right, Matt O'Kine. Time again, well, second episode, I guess, of Matt and Alex Love Makers, a segment born from Mitch from Curry Curry, who messaged us out of the blue and said, it's a new financial year, it's time for a new me. Matt and Alex, I've been single for three years, what can you do? And so we began this quest for love. Matt and Alex Love Makers is launched in earnest. 
Yeah, absolutely. And look, we never made any promises to Mitch. We no. never said, oh, we will definitely find you the one. We just we just put Mitch out there to the world mm. and uh, hoped that the world would receive his message. And the world did in the form of Poppy. So uh, Poppy Hello. got in touch with us on our Instagram and uh, sent us a message, said, heard the segment with Mitch. I'm 29. My idea for a first date would be monster trucks. <laughs> and I also live for dad jokes. They are all excellent. Okay, that's that's Poppy's words, not ours. And Poppy is on the line right now. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you very much for joining us, Poppy. And thanks for answering the call. We uh, had a chat to Mitch yesterday. We better give just a little recap as to Mitch's answers to our questions uh, before we get into your own. So uh, here it is. I'm a ship worker. I'm a coal miner from the Hunter mm-hmm. Valley. Live in Curry Curry, home of Mullet Fest, in a place so crap they named it twice. Um, love my travel, love my footy. I'm 30, so somewhat age appropriate around that. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Don't get me wrong, I thought every day was Valentine's Day. But, um, <laughs> no, oh, Mitch! Finish this sentence. My perfect date would be. Start off with a nice dinner. I'll leave a bit of room for spontaneity after mm-hmm. the meal, so nice walk. We go to something fun like 10 pin, but. I'm someone who rips dad jokes out of the sky always. So if I can get a few cheesy laughs and make her smile, then that's what I'm all about. And Poppy heard that and sent the message that could start the rest of her life. Poppy, hello again. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for uh, for getting in touch after hearing from Mitch. First of all, uh, you sent us the message. Our producer, Bron, gave you a call. What was happening whilst uh, you got the phone call from Bron? Um, I was actually one of the Victorians escaping, um, so I've just moved up to Sydney, so I was in the car with my mum and my dad driving up, and my dad actually answered the call. Um, as... oh, no. Did they know yeah. what, what, what the call was going to be about? No, no, they didn't, so it was all a bit <laughs> awkward. Oh, wow. And there was nowhere to hide in the car. <laughs> I mean... That's a 10-hour drive right there. Yeah. I tell you what, I mean, like, it's lucky it wasn't Mitch himself calling because <laughs> as as a child of the 90s, anyone who grew up in that period or before then will know oh. that you young folk these days with your mobile phones, it's a lot easier. Back in when I was growing up, you had to call a girl to, you know, ask her out on a date. You'd always cop the... You'd have to call the landline in the lounge room, the... Parents would pick up. Hello, who's this? Hi, uh, hi, Mr. Raby. Um, <laughs> is Belinda there? <laughs> anyway, exactly that. So uh, that was an awkward trip. What did you when the phone got hung up? What did, what was the conversation like? Um, just basically, uh, who was that? What was that about? You know, the twenty questions from the parents. So yeah, I reverted back to being my classic teenage self and tried to ignore the situation. <laughs> Perfect, mm. because uh, you are 29 turning 30 very soon. So around the same age bracket as our friend Mitch from Curry Curry. Um, what else stuck out to you from that uh, initial interview we had with Mitch yesterday? Definitely the dad jokes. Oh, wow. Talk about a catch. Dad jokes just <laughs> is perfect. That, is that because your dad also tells dad jokes or you've just, you've just picked them up from other pl- people and places and love it? Um, I think my dad tells a few. They're good. They're the... Put your head in your hand and shake your head out a few of them, but he does they're quality. They're quality. Good, good, good. Interesting. Good. Okay. My, so dad, my dad goes with the uh, the quantity over quality method. <laughs> yeah. But I, if you could get it someone who does both, that'd be brilliant. Um now Mitch, when he got in touch with us, he said he'd been single for three years. Um uh, what about your own history getting to the point now that you're um you're finding Matt and Alex lovemakers uh, the segment to find love? 
Um, well, just moving up to Sydney, I thought, don't know anyone in the city. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not? Um, curry Curry's in the same state, so start there. Yeah, look, and i got to <laughs> tell you, having lived in Sydney for quite a while, I mean... You know, if you're if you're in like Newtown and you meet someone in Bondi, they may as well be in Curry Curry. Like it doesn't matter, honestly. Oh, if you have truth. to, if oh, you have truth. to get in a car at all, Thank you're me. like, well, I, I'd be better off just flying to Brisbane and doing long distance. Honestly, <laughs> all right. So tolls alone is is you know worth it, not worth it. But anyways, exactly yeah. right. But um, we want to make sure that you two are compatible because when Matt and I make love. We do it properly, okay? Of course. And uh, of course. what we're going to ask you here is some questions that can show your compatibility with Mitch, okay? Because we don't want to uh, muck this up at all. So uh, first and foremost, your thoughts on the concept of Valentine's Day. Every day is Valentine's Day. Ooh, well, a little bit of similarity going on there. <laughs> I think, okay. uh, okay. I think you're, you're mirroring, I believe, is what, <laughs> what you might have uh, just done there. Wanting to match the uh, phrases used by the opposite person to uh, to show a likeness. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting. If you were a biscuit, what sort of biscuit would you be? A wagon wheel, just because they taste really good. Ooh, okay. Like it, like it, like it. Like it. Find the soft, cookies to the cream. That's a little bit yeah. of soft, a little bit of hard. Um, okay, I like it. A little bit of jam in there. Representing yep. the the blood, of course, in that in that instance, that uh, courses through all of our veins. Sorry, getting going a little off track here, Poppy. Um, and, uh, when was the last time you cried? Um, earlier this week. I just finished reading the book Holding the Man, and the ending oh. Oh, it got me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, I've read it myself. It's a really great uh, portrait of nineteen nineties or late eighties uh, Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a touching, touching memoir. Very, very impressive. That's good okay. stuff. We better do the quick fire section. Uh, tomato sauce, fridge or cupboard? Cupboard. Great. Love it. Uh, front seat or back seat of the Uber? This is pre-COVID, of course. Back seat. Okay. Yes. Shopping oh. trolley. Ditch it. Put it away. Uh, put it away. you got to get your money back. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking up some kindred spirit stuff here, Matt, but let's not call it early. Come on. <laughs> Taylor or Kanye? Kanye. Okay, and Ooh. if you had a spirit animal, what would it be? I was I was listening to it on the radio. I would be a meerkat. A meerkat. Oh, yeah. but see, I could see I could see a meerkat playing, you know, big spoon, little spoon with a wombat. Because <laughs> that's what Mitch's Mitch's animal was the okay. wombat, and they could they could interchange spoons. I'm not saying the wombat would always be big spoon. Sometimes, you know, the little meerkat. Absolutely not reaching around. And uh, we better ask you finally. We should have asked this first here, Poppy. But uh, what do you what do you do for a living? What's your uh, what's your day to day? Um, I'm in technology, so I'm an analyst. Ooh, technological analyst. Well, mm. I don't know about you, Matt, but Poppy has passed my test to go onto the second <laughs> stage of lovemaking, and that is the introduction. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's organise a date. How do you feel about that, Poppy? Do you think you might want to go on a date with Mitch, and we could? Uh, you know, maybe set up. Maybe Alex Dyson and I could be uh, be your you know, waiters for at the, the virtual restaurant potentially. Yeah, for sure. All right, excellent. Well, you hang on the line, and we'll hopefully, uh, if the, this process works any well, um, be making some love tomorrow on the show. Okay, you good for that, Poppy? Yes. Fantastic. All right. I'm liking this. Thank you, Poppy. We'll talk to you soon. Make sure you're listening to tomorrow's podcast to find out how the uh, the first date between Mitch and Poppy goes and whether love will be made.
all-day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Well, Matt, it brings us to the end of another successful all-day breakfast. Thank you very much for listening in. Really appreciates you uh, waking up uh, at whatever time you do and uh, having a tune in to your boys. Uh, yeah, we've got a big show tomorrow. Make sure you're listening in for the, you know, the match made in heaven, Poppy and Mitch. Um, what are we calling it? Are we calling it um, Pitchy or... Yeah, I was saying that call- Moppy. Moppy and Moppy and Moppy and Pitch. Moppy. Let's call it the power couple could be Moppy made tomorrow. Uh, That is good to go. Um, We did promise you this before we officially get out of here, and that is my um, pretty horrible sketch about the bubonic plague contained a line which I I found a bit difficult to say. I mean, it was difficult to write, even difficult to say, and um, just because it's a special... Special treat for you today. Here is Alex Dicey attempting to say the worst sentence in the world. Just remember, concluding the boob is not tough. Just lube your dirty grandma's mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's such, such a rough finish. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... <clears throat> Just remember. <laughs> no, Come on. Mm, just lube. <laughs> I can't. I can't read the word. Come on, you can. Just lube your dirty grandma's mouth. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> oh my! What a sentence. <clears throat> Come on, I wrote this. I could do this. Come on. <clears throat> Concluding the boob is not tough. Just lube your dirty grandma's muff. We, we did it. <laughs> See if you can get it one more time with a down inflection. Okay. <laughs> Try to get me to do it again with a down inflection. That's going to be difficult. <clears throat> All right, going down on this one. Going down on muff, which is the last word here. <laughs> so thank you very much. <laughs> You got there in the end, man. We got, we got there. We got there. Well done. Thank um, you, thanks. and I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. We will be back tomorrow. All the best if you are in Melbourne. Keep your head up. See you next time. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.